You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy a special message recorded live at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, welcome to the service, friends and family. I just want to welcome the Parkway Worship Center, the Avenue Worship Center, Coco Campus, and our Vieira Campus, and our online community as well. In fact, let's put our hands together and welcome them. And let's, yeah, come on, let's just also give Jesus a praise even right now. Just thank you, Lord. I'm so excited. We're in the middle of our three-week series, and we're actually going to extend it another week. Excited about next week, building a life-giving church that lasts. You're not going to want to miss it. Pastor Dan is going to be preaching. It's going to be incredible. But today, we are talking about loving life. The theme of loving life is really the year's theme. This is not just today. We're just going to touch on it. We're just going to talk a little bit about it today, but we're going to see even in the weeks to come that we're going to do a series on the life of Christ. Really continuing to enforce the idea of loving life as God would want us to. Also, last week we talked about loving people. And we did something really neat. If you missed it, you should go back, watch the service, be a part of it. You know, today, one of our locations, you could do this even today, but we've written down the names of our friends and loved ones that we're going to be praying for, our one soul that we're going to be inviting, we're going to bring to church, somebody in our community. I'm actually standing on this stage right now, and there are names written of your friends and family, and I'm just going to read a couple of them. I'll go with Matthew. That's my name. Come on, Matthew. I hope you're not, I hope you didn't write me, actually. That'd be like, come on, Pastor Matt, get saved, all right? And Fiona, all right, I'm going to read those two names today. You might even be here today, and we're just glad that you're here. Or maybe you'll be here next week, but these are the people we're believing God for. Come on down and write a name on the stage or one of the boards in one of our areas. Now, let's get on to this message. Again, we're talking about loving life today, and uh, the message title is called Wake Up, You Snooze, You Lose. Okay, you snooze, you lose. Life, loving life starts right now. It's time to wake up and start living for Jesus today. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. This is our scripture that we're going to study and the text that we're going to look at and let God speak to us in. And I'll start reading in verse 14. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Let's look at that one more time. This is why it is said, wake up. Wake up. In fact, if you're taking notes, got your Bible with you, write that down, highlight that, circle, wake up. In fact, everybody say, wake up with me. Come on, wake up a little louder, like you're waking somebody up. Come on, wake up. All right, wake up. Wake up the person next to you if they're actually sleeping right now in church. Come on, just elbow them, say, wake up, pay attention. This is for you today. Let's just pray together now as we study the word. If you would, bow your heads with me, close your eyes, and let's just take a minute to go to the Lord. God, we we love you, and Lord, as we stand right now in America, in our nation, we stand here and we just declare that you are the hope of the world. God, there is nothing and and no one else that we will put our trust and our hope in. As, as, As Psalms 20 says, some trust in horses and chariots, the military, all these things, but we will trust 
in the name of our Lord. God, we trust you today, and we ask that you would speak to us. We ask, in Jesus' name we pray. If you agree with that prayer, just say amen. Amen. A few years back, uh, about 12, I was still pastoring the mezzanine, our young adult church, and we used to meet at 8.30 p.m. on a Sunday night. That was the actual service start time. It was so late. and uh, But it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. We would be playing Frisbee in the parking lot till 1 in the morning, just being young, being young adults, enjoying life. And because it was a late night, and uh, definitely not my fault, okay? Sometimes when I'd be preaching, um, when we first came over to the Parkway Worship Center, I was preaching one time, and a guy came down on the front row, and right when I started preaching, like, he, like, laid out on the front row like it was his couch at home. Like, literally, he's, like, moving stuff around. He's getting comfortable. He's getting, like, a pillow or a backpack under his head. And he literally just, like, <sighs> like, yawns, like, super loud, stretches out, and, like, just sits there. Like, he's watching TV at home, and he's paying attention. And I just, I'm preaching. Like, I can actually see you, sir. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can see what you're doing right now. I can see everyone in this room. I know exactly what you're doing. I know if you're, you're drinking a drink or on your computer or on your iPad or whatever, I can see everyone in the room. And frankly, sir, I can see you on the front row right now. Why are you asleep while I'm preaching? And I got to tell you, I've fallen asleep before while somebody's preaching. And sometimes people say that's like maybe the best sleep that you can get in life while someone is preaching in church, right? Apparently that's true. I don't know. Whatever. But I'm never offended when somebody falls asleep when I'm preaching. I never get upset about it. I think, man, they, they probably needed a nap. They're a little tired. What a better place to sleep than the, than the house of the Lord, right? But, uh, you know, just like, come on, man, wake up. Be a part of what we're doing right now. And if I'm being honest, looking at our culture, I, I've got to say, it, it feels like some people are just, they're starting to sleep on life, okay? You know, it's just the dreams that they had, the calling that they had, the hopes. Ah, they're just starting to sleep on it a little bit, you know? Hey, you, you guys remember uh, the old school clocks we all used to have? Now, now a lot of people don't have these anymore next to the bed. We're, we're using cell phones, right? A lot of us are using cell phones. These are the things that on, when daylight savings happen, you had to set them before you went to bed. Now a lot of that happens automatically. But, you know, we look at a clock like this. There's this snooze button feature on it that, that I think we're all pretty familiar with. A lot of you, you, anybody here snooze button people? Anybody hit the button once every morning? Anybody twice? Anybody ever hit it twice? Three times? Anybody? Dare I say four? A strong four. A couple of you are a strong four. Uh, is that a five? Do I see a five in the back? I see that hand, right? <laughs> But what do we do? We're hitting the snooze like I'm too tired. I hit the snooze. Some of y'all even set your alarms intentionally extra early so that you, you just enjoy the snooze rhythm. You're just like, come on, one more snooze, one more snooze, just one more nine minutes, right? Come on, like whatever. Who picked nine minutes anyway, right? And here's, here's what I see happening. I, I see people hitting the snooze button on their dreams, the snooze button on their faith, the snooze button on their, their hope in Christ. There's snooze button on their calling. And God says, hey, come to church, snooze. Hey, seek me a little bit, 21 days. Come on, prayer fast, snooze. Hey, you got a bigger calling on your life. You, you got to get out of your situation where, where you're in right now. Take a step of faith, snooze. Hey, hey, begin to give and be a blessing in the world, snooze. We're just hitting that snooze. And, and it appears that the sleep and slumber has invaded our world like in proportions I've never seen. 
Hey, let's all go home. There were some benefits of going home, benefits of resting, benefits of skipping those thousand soccer practices and all those things that we were doing that, that were like, why are we doing all these things? This is so much trouble. This is so much. Let's, let's bring this all back. Let's bring this down. And then now if we're not careful, we, we can find ourselves comfortable. And we're not willing to keep dreaming, keep believing, keep giving, keep blessing, keep pursuing, keep going. And I believe in this season we've hit the snooze button. And why this is so important is because time is, time is limited. You only have a certain amount of time in life. You know, we want to, we, we say, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. You ask everybody, they're so busy. They're so busy, 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 busy. You know, 24 hours a day. You know, time is like a speeding train with 24 carts on the back of it. 24 cars. And it doesn't stop. It's just what you fill in that space. And it just keeps going. And it's limited. And eventually we run out of time. You know, some people want to say, oh, I, I need better time management. You cannot manage time. You can't. You can't manage time. It's just happening. But successful people, people that are, that are following their dreams and pursuing the life that God has called them to, they manage themselves within time. With time, you either invest or you waste. Invest or waste. And what I want to talk to you and bring to your attention to wake up, to quit hitting snooze on time, to quit hitting snooze on the things that God has called you to. You know, we've all experienced it when God said give and we actually listened and we didn't hit snooze on that. We gave and we, we knew what it felt like to be a blessing and to be a part of something and giving. And we also felt what it, what it felt like when God breathes the blessing back on you. Like when you give, you receive. Or when God said, hey, wake up and read your Bible early today. And you actually listen. And when you've done that, you've got to experience being alive in that moment in time. And, and seeing the wisdom and the Holy Spirit speak to you in the word that day. And later on in the day, you're like, I'm so glad I read that, right? We've, we've heard the, the Lord lead us say, hey, will you join a small group? Anyone that's ever listened to that, you thought, man, I made some friends. I've connected. Hey, Lord, hey, prayer, instead of hitting snooze, you said yes. And in prayer, you felt like peace and joy and presence of the Lord, a fullness that you can't explain. Why? Because you didn't hit snooze. You know, the way that we're dealing with time right now in our culture, it's, it's a bit shocking, actually. You know, we only have, in a year, 8,700 and 65 hours on average. Now I'm like, why on average? Because there's different length years and there's leap year and all of that. So on average, we have 8,765 hours. In fact, it's easy to remember, 8765, right? Do you know how many hours a day people are spending right now on this little guy right here? And on media, social media, email, texting, on average, it's eight hours a day right now. That's 3,212 hours a year. That is four months straight without a minute break. That's January, February, March, and April of our lives. As we say, hey, we're so busy. We're so busy. What are we doing? Well, we're hitting the snooze on life and getting on here. And what are we even looking up half the time, right? 
You know, he's getting, getting these silly modes where it's just like, I, I've got to know what this is and why this is happening. Like, whatever, right? And we, we spend two hours looking up, you know, different colored black shoes, you know, it's like different types of black shoes. And you find yourself in some wormhole on the internet. Three hours later, you're like, what, what was I doing? Just like that. Just a side note, just a, this is just a tip, and just you know, take this for whatever it's worth, but something I've done recently, last couple months, is I've turned off all notifications on my phone, except the ones I want that are critical to my, to my life. My calendar, I keep that on. I keep on my Bible app, I keep on my text messages, and those are the ones that I actually have alerts. And anything financial, I keep that on too. But for instance, email, Facebook, text, parlor, anything, any social media platform you prefer, whatever you're in, I've turned all of that stuff off. I've turned off, you know, whatever that is, I've turned it off. I've turned off email. And instead I schedule times to look at what I want to look at. So that I don't get the ding, someone like my post, ding, someone like my whatever. Bah, wing, bah, bah. And then you're sitting here so consumed with thousands of notifications in a day. Like, how, no wonder why we're so busy. No wonder why we're hitting snooze on life. No wonder why we feel asleep on our dreams and on the things that matter. So t turn all that stuff off. You'll remember to look at the important things, trust me. And make the important things a notification, especially if you've got a watch that streams at you all day. So helpful. You know, we even have a basic rule at our church and our meetings that we don't want to use our phone and, and distracting devices in our meetings at, at work and at church because why? I, I'm here working on God's house and we're talking about ways that we can reach people for Jesus and next thing you know, I'm like, Candy Crush, you know, whatever, like whatever, you know, whatever. I got my free, whatever, like, and you're, you're just distracted and it's never ending and consuming. We could easily snooze our lives away if we're not careful. You know, you snooze, you lose. That's the first thing you got to realize. Second thing you're going to realize is this. Back to the verse, Ephesians 5, 14. This is why it is said, wake up. <laughs> wake up, sleeper. You know, get up, right? We got to remember to wake up. Literally, wake up. The first verse is saying, wake up. Sleeper, rise from the dead and and. Christ will shine on you. Literally waking up is the reality of being a believer, being a Christian. We are awake. And, and this really does mean in the beginning about our sins being forgiven and being new in Christ. We're, our old man has passed away and now we're a new creation before Christ. It really does mean that. But you know, it goes on to say, like, walk in this life wisely. So it isn't just about the initial salvation. It's about our daily walk and how we live our lives. We have to walk forward as a Christian wide awake, totally awake. The thing I love about this wake up, it, it really reminds me of what we've been talking about the last couple weeks. It's the same words to rise up, to rise up. In fact, in, in one of the scriptures, it's used, in, used when Jesus was risen from the dead. It's the same word, wake up. Jesus woke up from the dead and he didn't just wake up, but he actually got up. Get up and get out of bed and get moving. Get after the day. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up and be careful how you live. You know, you, it's hard to be careful how you live if you're not a wide awake and you're not looking at life and you're not examining. It's easy to stumble and fall when you're just snoozing your way through life. You know, we can wake up right now 
to the life God has given us. When you look at John 10, 10, you got to realize God wants you living a life fully awake and going for it. The Bible says a thief does not come except the only reason why the devil shows up in our life is to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus has come that you may have life. And you may have it more abundantly, like more life than you could imagine. Wide awake, going for it. You know, the vision of the Lord wakes us up. It gives us a way to move, a way to run, a way, a way to live our lives that truly matters. The vision that we have here that will just wake you up as you, as you ask God, how do I love you more? How do I love people more? How do I love life? You'll see that in Matthew chapter 22, 37 through 39. And we've been talking about this each week. And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, as Jesus is telling us, what are the most important things? And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And sometimes we put that in this order, love God, love people, love myself. You even hear it, joy, Jesus, others, you. But actually, if you prioritize this the way that Jesus said, love God, number one. Number two, love people as yourself. The priority actually in there is loving yourself. And out of that love, you love people. And what you'll find is, it's very difficult to love other people when you hate yourself. It's very difficult to show people love when you are hurting, when you are afraid, when you are broken. In fact, the hurt that I'm seeing out there in the world is a direct result of the hate that we have. The hate for ourselves, the hate for this world, the hate all out there. It's, it's coming from this hurt inside of us. So many, so many of you have been through so much. We are experiencing things that we've never seen before. We, we've experienced a polarizing election like I've never seen in my, my life. We, we're, ex, we're experiencing a pandemic that we've, we've never seen. Vaccines that are untested. We, we're not, it's not normal for us. Every, every one of these things are heavy, heavy, something to deal with. People homeschooling their children. There's so many people that have never experienced that. Bringing kids home. Taking 14-day breaks because you were a contact. That's not, that's not how America worked for as long as I lived. You didn't get to take 14-day you know, away from work. Like, that was a big deal. Now it's like, hey, you go home 14 days. Sit at home by yourself. These are challenges. And how do these challenges just cause hurt and pain and fear? And no wonder why we're hurting each other. No wonder why we're not loving each other. We got to get back to loving life. Loving life is a calling back to living out who God has called you to be, but also loving yourself as God loves you. And let that, that love, that healing, penetrate your heart. Spending time in these 21 days, part of that is a call back to loving life again and loving ourselves so we truly can love other people. It's a calling back to, to living now for God, like right now. In fact, that's point three. Ephesians 5, 16, we'll go back to the verse. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Making the most of every opportunity. Every opportunity. See, life is now. Life's right now. Life is not tomorrow. And life is not yesterday. Life is now. You live today. This has been my mantra for 10 months. I am not waiting for opportunities. I'm not waiting for opportunities in life to take advantage of the things right now. I'm not waiting. Life is now. 
I'm not waiting till opposition goes away. I'm going to take an opportunity now. I'm not waiting. I'm living. I'm going for it. Every day I'm asking, what can I do now? What can I do today? I'm not waiting for tomorrow. You know, the enemies of now, it's regret of the past and false hope of the future. That's the enemy of now. So regret of the past, we get stuck in between the pain we've gone through, the hurts we've experienced, and then this desire that when it's all fixed, then I'll be okay. Then I'll start living. Then I'll go after that thing that God has called me to. Regret and false hope. God's calling us to live like literally right now. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. When the enemy whispers in your ear, hey, you are what you did. He said, no, 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 no. Today is the day of the Lord. I will rejoice and I will be glad right now because I am forgiven of my past. The devil comes and whispers in your ear, hey, in the, one day life's going to be okay. And when it's okay, then maybe you should take a risk and step out there and do what you know God has called you to do. Hey, that, that's the devil whispering in your ear that. He wants to fill your future full of, full of what ifs. Bad things, good things, bad things, good things, bad things, good things. He wants to mix all that up so you live in a state of confusion. In fact, C.S. Lewis, he wrote in his book called Screwtape Letters, he wrote this. And this is him speaking as if he was a demon. We want him to be in the maximum state of uncertainty so that your mind will be filled with contradictory pictures of the future, which everyone will arouse hope and fear all mixed up together. So you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're confused about tomorrow. You're stuck in this uncertainty of the future rather than living today, living out now for who God has called you to be. See, God says you're forgiven and free now. Now is the time. Wake up and get after it. You know, being present in the moment is understanding what you can do right now. This is right now we can do other, we, we have choices what we do in this moment. You know, I think about as a married couple, you approach Friday night and you have a choice. Friday night, man, you could go out on a date, you, you go canoeing in the river, right? Look up at the stars, get a little snack, whatever that looks like. You could do that or you could sit at home and binge watch The Bachelor, right? On your cell phone with your earbuds, you have a choice what you do right now. I hear a lot about the stimulus checks that have come out, and, and, and I don't, we're, we're, I'm not here to talk about and complain about and any of that stuff, but sometimes we get more frustrated and we're like, why is this happening? Why is our government doing this? Blah, 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 nonsense, nonsense. Instead of saying, all right, Lord, I've got this. What do I do with it now? Lord, what can I do with this that, that you would want me to do and live wise in this moment in time right now? You know, I, I want to, a friend of mine, the first stimulus check that they got as a family, he took it and reinvested it and doubled his money in one week. That's being wise with what you have right now. Now, I'm not telling you to go invest your money or anything like that, but you could do things right now that will really help you one day. Yeah. You know, there are things we can do right now instead of complaining. And even if we don't like it, why complain? said, say, Lord, what can I do right now in this opportunity? Even in church, right now, right now, you have a choice. 
I've seen both. I've done both. I could worship the Lord with my whole heart. I could study the Word and take notes. I could build relationships with the people around me. Or I could complain about the songs, why it ain't my favorite song. I could be on Candy Crush in the middle of the message. And I could be wondering why those person's jeans are so tight over there. Why are you wearing those boots to church? We got choices what we can do in the time that we live in. And there's nothing the enemy would want to do more than confuse you about the very moment of time you live in. Be wise. That's the next point. Be wise. There is opportunity in the opposition all around you. Be very careful then how you live, not as the unwise, but as the wise. Ephesians 5.15. Be wise. Look at these broken down situations around you and say, Lord, give me wisdom. James, the Bible says in James that if you ask for wisdom, God will give it to you. I want to show you an art form based on taking broken things. That's all the time we have for the weekly special message. But if you would like to listen to more, please go to eccc.us or use the East Coast app. Now, here's a moment to thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437.
Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.